0: episode 91 of chirpin dmv happy friday happy local puck episode we got a couple good things coming your way today it's been uh, again another icy rainy cold shitty week out here i got a i got a half half alive bobcat with me How, how's the studying going how's the brain is it completely mush yet or what are we looking oh like yeah here? dude um
1: yeah total mush brain right now but
0: uh episode 91 federal episode bingo that's an easy one, baby. Uh, I mean, legendary. I mean, that goal in Game Seven versus Rangers to win us two to one. Whew, I mean, that's what. Well, that's he,
1: he played. Uh, he got to play defense that year too. I don't know if people remember that he had to play defense at one point.
0: Yeah, that's. I think I wrote a blog months and months and months ago of my ten personal favorite goals in Caps history, and that was that was definitely up there as one of them. That place was so loud and ruckus, but um, it's good stuff. But yeah, loaded, loaded, loaded episode here today. We have two interviews. We have a local pond hockey team, the Snow Monkeys that went up to the PAPS tournament, had a hell of a weekend, but didn't qualify based on the rules or something. Because there's there's a million teams that go to these pond hockey tournaments, Bob. I'm sure you're aware of it. We'll so get to the bottom of it. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of it. I'm not sure, but I know they went undefeated and didn't make it. <clears throat> and we've also got Evan Donnelly, uh, Team Maryland EHL player, former Spalding player, and then obviously the guy we talked about just a couple weeks ago on the episode with his GoFundMe and his parents' house and the family's house burning down. I'm like, Bobcat, it's a big week, man. We've got playoff high school hockey to talk about. And what we're going to do is we're not going to recap the games and this, that, and the other quite yet. We're going to go through the brackets and we're going to make some predictions and we're probably going to piss some people off, but we're going to go ahead and do that. So we're going to start with the CSHL here and we're going to go in round one. We're going to go Colgan versus Hayfield South, the eight versus nine game. And I'm going to go ahead and start with this. I'm, I'm just based on, I mean, it's an eight, nine seed. You think it's a tough one. Colgan won that earlier game in the season, uh, eight to four. So, I think I'm going to ride the Sharks on this one. Not going to lie. I think I'm going to ride the Sharks. I'm going Colgan also. You're going Colgan also? All right. And then, well, the winner of that goes on to play West Poe. West Po, baby. So it's just kind of like, uh, <clears throat> and that have game fun. Will Good will luck
1: today by the time this is out.
0: Yes, exactly. So, West Po, West Springfield, Washington Liberty, and Woodbridge are the top four seeds. They all get first round buys. West Poe first, Woodbridge second, Washington Liberty third. Uh, West Springfield fourth, but a very dangerous uh, five seed here is T.C. Williams. And they're going up against number uh, 12 Robinson. And uh, how, how do you not how do you not take uh, T.C. Williams? Uh, I don't know, because I am taking T.C. Williams. Yeah, T.C. Williams. They, those two teams played all <laughs> during the year. <laughs> I mean, I've, I feel like T.C. Williams um, is going to shit kick Robinson. And that's going to make for a very interesting uh, 5-4 game in that second round right there versus West Springfield. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm hoping to see. That's part of the reason I took T.C. Williams also. I mean, I I think, I think just think T.C. Williams is going to win. So, I don't know. Let's get some feedback here, the, get people pissed off.
0: They're going to remember the night they played the Titans. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to say same, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same.
0: I mean, they're looking at their logo. It's, it's not the same. Uh, it's not the same. No, Sunshine, I mean, that was a long, a long time ago. Stuff, but... It was a long time ago. There's yeah, probably a few yeah. changes. yeah. But I would love if they had, like, a sunshine on their team or, you know, all that good stuff. So next game, 6-11, Forest Park versus WT Woodson. I mean, uh, what are you thinking here? I think, uh,
1: I think I'm think i going to go Woodson. I'm going to go Woodson.
0: You're going to go Woodson? I like that. I mean, I like uh, that. I, I can see that as a good upset. But the thing that gets me is this, I, I'm a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of guy. And, you know, Forest Park coming in on the three-game winning streak beating Robinson 9-2, 5-4 over Colgan, and 14-7 over Lake Braddock. I think that momentum going to have to carry a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Woodson just played a relatively close game with West Poe. That was 3-6. Uh, to six. They lost to Ireton by one um, the game before that. So it's not like they're playing bad. So I, if that's going to be my upset pick, that's what I'm going with. All right. love it. And the winner of that one goes
0: on to play Washington Liberty. And the last one, the 7-10 matchup, Bishop Ireton versus Lake Braddock. What are, you, what are you thinking there? I'm going Ireton for sure. you going, Ireton? going Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm going Absolutely. Lake Braddock avenging the February 6th 5-6 to six loss. Okay,
1: so is that – what is it? Just the, the Woodson game and the Ireton game that we're different on?
0: Yeah, I think that's it. So we both uh, – you took Ireton, I took Braddock. You took Woodson, I took Forest Park. We both rode T.C. Williams, and we're both riding Colgan the Sharks – to go on to the quarterfinals and we'll just do it because it's 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 um it's every week so these games are all going down tonight uh the 19th looks like we got all 730, 640, 740. we got st james prince william st james so two at st james two at prince william the next friday we're going to have four games again prince william prince william med star and prince william ice arena so three games are going to be going down at prince william next week in the quarterfinals but there it is um a pretty a pretty <laughs> Pretty good playoff uh, matchups here we got. I mean, the CSHL, It's, it's I, I, my favorite, if I had to bet on it, I'd say West Poe is going to run it and go from there because they don't have to face. I mean, regardless, I think if West Poe gets to that Frozen Four and they're either stuck facing that West Springfield or T.C. Williams game, a very underrated T.C. Williams team, it's going to be a tough matchup. But, yeah, well, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I'm not making any predictions yet. I mean, you said you had people blowing you up last year just for yep. – uh, for your bracket so i'm gonna wait i'm not making any lofty goals yet but i think west is obviously the favorite they only had one loss on the year
2: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: love it so let's go over to the nvshl now we'll do the same thing let's predict this bracket four teams with the bye it looks like briar woods has a number one overall seed in the tournament battlefield second riverside third and McLean fourth so let's take it we got four games uh, coming up tonight, six twenty at Reson. It's Independence, the nine seed, versus Langley, the eight seed. Langley, a team that's just two years removed uh, from a state championship game. So, what what are you thinking for this one, Bob? Man,
1: I'm having a tough time. Uh, I think I'm I, I'm gonna ride with Langley, though. I think I'm going Langley. Okay. I mean, they they put February fifth. They put up eleven goals against PVI. Um, I mean, they're buzzing. I, you got to go with the hot hot team. They did. What is it? Should they tied? McLean though two to two on the 12th
0: i think i'm gonna go with langley though yeah okay i like it yeah i'm looking at independence in this past few games here they won one nothing so i'm assuming that could have been a potential forfeit or something but before that they they lost three to one lost 10 to six and lost 10 to nothing so uh give me langley i think in a landslide here give me a little bit of a blowout okay so okay so next one 12th seed versus the five seed it's yorktown versus chantilly yorktown the five seed um i'm gonna have to say yorktown here it's gonna be the obvious choice right yorktown yeah 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 chantilly is they've they've lost one uh, they lost tied, lost one i mean it's been it's been a tough end of the go for them so give me give me yorktown that five seed uh moving on that game's at 8 p.m at reston tonight 9 p.m at ashburn i saw late one the 11 seed madison taking on number six broad run what do you think there I'm I'm not no upsets in this one I'm going broad run they've got um, (laughs) yeah
1: they've got a kid with 28 points in 10 games like I I think that's a easy success for first round first round win Um, their goalie what is it Donaldson seven games played two shutouts um, 2.1 goals
0: against uh, I think I think broad run it is Bingo, broad one it is. I'm also going broad one. No upsets through the first three games for me. The last one, 9-10 at Ashburn, the number ten seed Oakton taking on number seven Stonebridge High School. Ah, uh, it's tough to say. They're both middle uh, of the pack ish, you
1: know. Stone was Stonebridge. They've got seven two and one on the year. Mm-hmm. Oakton was four and six.
0: Yeah, didn't, didn't really play each other at all. Oakton coming in. I mean, Oakton, last game of the season, they get blown out by Kettle Run, 8-3. to three. They did beat Paul VI, 2-1. to one. But, I mean, look, the game before that, they got blown out again, 8-2. to two. So, they're not a high-scoring team. So, which makes me think that Stonebridge, if they can just get at least four to five goals up, they're going to win the game.
1: Well, I mean, if we go with the logic I had with the last pick, they've got a kid with almost 40 points. They've got two kids with almost 40 I mean- points. And Oakton doesn't have a kid with, double digits so yeah I think the writing's on the wall there
0: yeah and it's as much as you can maybe I don't know who would ever argue against this point but if you're a high school hockey team with a high caliber goal goal scorer or two you're probably going to win a majority of your games and you're going to win an important playoff game well the 30 goals 30 goals this one kid has Brandon Brooks so Brandon Brooks, Cy Young 30 and 9 Brandon Brooks will go ahead and score two goals five points this game yeah Let's yeah, see what happens here. Uh, I think that's, a, yeah, I think that's safe. Let's see what happens here. So there it is. High school hockey. We'll get into some MSHL next week. Once they've kind of finished up their season, there's no point in really previewing these last like three games they have as a league. Uh, some MAPHL teams are starting to play. They're not doing really a specific season. I'm not quite sure what's going on. We're going to try to get some coaches on next week. I know they told us at Bishop O'Connell that, hey, you're done. You're not playing this year. Sorry. And we're like, all right, no, that stinks. But so we'll have to see what happens in that situation. So let's kick it over to our first interview, guys. It's, it's a pretty awesome one. It's, it's different. It's new. It's interesting. It's a, Like we said, it's a local team. The Snow Monkeys, they went up to the Paps uh, Pond Hockey Tournament. And they, they did great. But We're going to talk to them, see how the whole situation went. I've never gone and done one of those before. Have you, Bob? I've done one out in Wisconsin. It was um, the Lining Kugel tournament. It was pretty sick. Uh, I,
1: it was in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. It was colder than a witch's tit. But yeah, talk about people that can drink and play hockey.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just one big like party, right? You just yeah. there's drinking. There's like sometimes bands when it's not COVID, yeah. I guess.
1: I mean, yeah, it was pretty sick. I'll, it's it's something that I'd like to do again. Maybe we can put a team together. I know there's a bunch of people we could go uh, oh, party really, really. with out there. Yeah.
4: That was a Bingo. fun time.
1: I, I, I can't remember the town, but some random Wisconsin town. Chippewa Falls? No, it wasn't Chippewa Falls. But yeah, it's a sick time.
0: Love it. So let's kick it over to the Snow Monkeys and see how their tournament went.
3: Bark down. Off the bar. Bark down. Off the and down. Off the bar and down.
0: What a shot. All right, guys. We now welcome on a pretty awesome guest. It's Matt Barry from the Snow Monkeys Pond Hockey Team, a local team here uh, from the DMV. What's going on, man? How you doing?
2: Eh, not bad, man. You know, happy to be on here. Good to talk. to Love you. Love it. Love so you, it. So you we have- came
1: back home and it's freezing cold here and we got <laughs> sleet and everything. So welcome back,
2: man. I was actually supposed to come back on Tuesday and I had to come back on Wednesday to cancel my flight on Tuesday. I don't know if it was from the planes not being able to get up there and get me out of there. But, you know, good to be back. Love
0: it. So let's talk some snow monkeys here because you guys just got back from Colorado. We've never had a pond hockey team on here before. So it's kind of an interesting aspect. Not many people are familiar, I guess, with the, the whole pond hockey thing until you get the men's league and you realize it's a pretty fucking awesome time. So how, so let's start here. How did the team get started and who all was on the team? How to get put together?
2: Yeah. Um, so it kind of came together all last minute. Um, we were kind of, you know, I had a bunch of buddies and my dad and my brother actually on the team. So it was good to be a you know, nice little family affair um we played hockey all from Minnesota so we moved to DMV area played you know 20 years plus um and we said hey you know my dad's getting old he's not been playing for hockey for too long so we say hey, let's put a fine hockey tournament or a team together and get something started so there was uh my parents have a house up in Brett which is just south of the Silverthorne where the tournament was so we decided to start there and um you know we tried to get in this year and it was sold out, but you know, with COVID, sometimes it brings in good luck and yeah. you know, some teams drop. So we're able to, you know, jump in there.
1: So how many guys did you end up having on the team? I played in a, uh, a lining Kugel tournament. And I think when you yeah, three on three and then you got the wooden nets to
2: shoot at, right? Yeah. So this one was three on three, uh, wooden nets, two sides, got a plank in the middle. Um, I played in one up in, where was that up in Canada? just north of toronto that was um they were just six inch nets so it was like you cut off the top six inches of it and that was four and four so we for this one it was three on three wooden nets we had five guys on our team um one of our guys kyle pober he actually didn't make it till a second game because we had a 9 a.m game on friday and he just got a new job said he's got to you know finish up there and then rolled up for the for the night game
0: Love it. Love it. So what were kind of, like you said, the nets are kind of different from this one than another one you went to. What what was the kind of the rule set in this situation? Um, in terms of maybe like stopping like goaltending, I know you can't just sit in front of the net the whole damn time and just lay down. Uh, what were kind of some unique rules for this tournament you guys had to deal with?
2: Oh, well, I mean, it was very unique just because of, you know, the situation and, you know, they were able yeah. to put on a tournament with everything going on, um, which we're grateful for, but it got a little weird. Uh, I believe that tournament, it's usually um, I think there was like 71 teams and it usually goes down to like 32. They do a whole bracket thing. This time it went down straight to four. Um, so we didn't really know that until halfway through, uh, which kind of was a bummer for us, only because we didn't know what the rules were and we didn't know what the tiebreaker was because there was multiple pools, a bunch of four and O teams. I think there was like eight or nine four and O teams. So now we're looking at, you know, we're pretty confident we're going to go four and zero. But now we got to look at what the tiebreaker is. Yeah. Happen to be goals against. So now, with that being said, <laughs> um, that's a There was thing to a find rule out that
0: halfway through, because like, say you're in the first game and you're up, like, I mean, what is it? You got to get the twenty each game, and you're like, you're up maybe like nineteen. The four are going to step off the gas a little bit. Maybe they get four or five goals in
2: on you real quick. Well, it's actually all it's fifteen minute halves. Oh, gotcha. running time. Um, yeah, it was weird that we put up. We put up 20 in the first two games. It was like 20 to 5 and 20 to 8. And, yeah, I mean, we kind of, you know, took the, the foot off the pedal because at first, you know, we, we're up there. We just got there. We started playing these guys. And we, it's almost like we kind of felt bad that, yeah. you know, we're just you know, pumping <laughs> well, them.
1: it looked like it got a little dicey, too. I was looking at the Instagram. There's a, a little scrap at the end of the game, it looked like. Did that did that keep you guys out of playoffs? or Any any sportsmanship uh, points, Doc? <laughs>
2: Uh, We were a little worried about that, but that was our third game, actually, and, um, you know, playing with my dad and my brother, it's tough when, you know, my dad says he doesn't talk shit, he just starts shit, but, you know, (laughs) as me and my brother, you know, we have to back him up anytime he gets into something, so it got a little chippy, Um, that was actually one of the better teams in our pool, so we knew that, you know, if we beat them, we'd have a good chance going 4-0, we ended up beating them 11-5, and they stopped the game about three minutes early, because, you know, a little Rochambeau happened and the guy came back and was like, yeah, just shut it down, which actually helped us in the long run because, yeah. you know, if they scored any more goals, that's goals against. So, you know, we, uh, we actually saw a team that, um, that a couple of my buddies knew and they were kind of pissed off at the whole goals against thing. And we said, hey, you know, we found a good way to do it. You just fight five minutes left in the game. They'll shut it down. You'll be good to go.
0: Get up three nothing and just start scrapping.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean that's the thing. It's it was weird that it was goals against because yeah. you know they said no goaltending, uh, so you couldn't like stand in front of the net and be a goaltender. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I heard a bunch of teams were pissed that you know they had guys going dead like dropping down on their knees and shit, and so did It's it got a little weird.
1: Did you go with the sweatpants look, or did you go with the full the full hockey pants and shin guards and socks?
2: Oh no, we went with the sweatpants. So we had, um, you know, I have, I have plenty of team. You know pants that are perfect for something like this but yeah you um, find
1: out when the it's the guys that are there for the first time they're wearing the full lowers like man this is a better way to go <laughs> oh, yeah, about this
2: <laughs> yeah a i mean sometimes it, sometimes the guys have been there like yeah sometimes the guys have been there four or five years so you know it's almost like they just get there and they feel comfortable and it's like whatever but yeah. uh, it's funny because my one of the guys on that team that we kind of got a scrum with was chirping my dad because he uh he's, he's got this old school mask, you know, it's like the old goalie style mask, no right. chin strap tape around the bottom, just to give him a little cushion. And they were just giving him shit for wearing it. And I'm like, this guy has been playing longer than you've been alive. And he's still just, you know, putting you, putting you through the ringer. And, um, <laughs> so you know, you still and that, the,
1: the Gordy Gohards at, at the, the pond hockey tournament, huh? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's fun Cause it, you know, it gives us the competition, but at the same time, you know, once it gets to the point where it's starting to get a little chippy, you know, yeah. that's, that's when it's no longer hockey. And it's like, all right, now yeah, let's do this. Like, all right,
0: Yeah, we're here to play hockey, but it's also like, <laughs> which we'll get into now, it's just like, all right, talk about the tournament from the standpoint of not just the hockey, but the drinking, the party, and the hang- the meeting, the new teams. Because it looks like you guys are hanging out with most of the teams after each game, taking picks, uh, except for the team you scrapped, obviously. But uh, how was the tournament in terms of like, obviously it's tough now because a lot of these tournaments, hey, you how- have bands, there's a shit ton of people you can bring, friends, family girlfriends all that type of stuff and you just you just let it rip all weekend yeah. so how how is it this in, in this tournament even though obviously there's some some stuff you can't really handle with the covid
2: yeah this year actually yeah it definitely was a little weird um so they had you know a little section where you can i mean well let's start with this first they told us that we were gonna get free paps the entire tournament and we were stoked about that and we get there and they kind of shut that down they shut the Apers tent which was supposed to happen be this big party scene. Um, So they had an open area with a fire pit, um, I think on Saturday after our game, we had like a 2:15 game and we went over to have a few beers with everyone. And they got to the point where they were like the whole crew that was working. It was getting bitched at because there was too many people there. So it was like one in one out. People were (laughs) going to piss and then coming back and not allowed in. So then it was getting a little rowdy. And, um, but I mean, it's still, you know, there was still a few teams that were really, you know, putting the balls on the walls with the drinking. So, I mean, it made it worthwhile. They had a uh, a haircut contest where they were just buzzing people's heads, put giving them moves, you know, just fucking pouring beer all over them. And <laughs> so, you know, that, 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 that whole party aspect wasn't, it was a little disappointing just because of, you know, the situation, but, you know, we did what we could and, you know, we had a good time with our team and went back to the house of Breck. So
1: we, uh, was we was had trouble sweet. fielding a team for the last game after the, or we had two games on a Saturday, like mid afternoon, and it was during the uh, NFL Wild Card Weekend. Uh, that Saturday, the Sunday morning, we had an early one. And I think we had three guys. It was brutal. Do you have any issues, guys, going a little too hard or can't uh, handle? Couldn't handle it.
2: Well, that actually kind of put a little damper in our tournament, only because, um, yeah, we had a 6:45 game on Sunday, so it was yeah. surprising that like yeah. Friday and Saturday it was beautiful. It's like in Denver, it was in the single digits and then up in Silverthorne, it was like 30 degrees. So it was awesome. You know, people were having a good time. Then come Sunday, we had a 645 game. The team we were playing, they were trash. They knew they were out. Um, great guys though. And they, uh, one guy shows up and we're like sitting there like, all right, you know, are we going to play this game or not? And the guys told us, all right, we got to wait till halftime for any forfeit to happen. So we wait and then <laughs> You know, three or four of the other guys came through. They're kind of like, you know, toasted from last night. Um, but They jumped on the ice. We kind of played the rest of the game, 15 minutes, beat them like 6-1. And then we found out later that there was, I think, six out of the 20 games that happened on Sunday were forfeits. So, you know, the first four games that were scheduled were forfeits because – you know, they were six forty five. It was freezing cold. Yeah. Probably, if, like you said, like if you're out of it,
0: like, do we want to go get up at six thirty and play this game when we're one and two or like oh and three?
2: Right, right, yeah. And and then, then we found out later that two of the teams that won because of the forfeit were one of the four that made it <laughs> above us. So they got zero goals against. It was because yeah, like, it
0: counts as a one zero games. That's kind of fucked.
2: Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that one of the teams. The, I think it was like the Juicy Warhogs were playing the Dangleberries, which our last name is Barry. So we were like, <laughs> as we're thinking about what our team name was, like a couple through in there and we're like, ah, oh, no, that's a little tacky. Um, so we went against it and then we met them on Saturday. They were wrecked. So they were just <laughs> fucking drinking since maybe three o'clock um, until like nine o'clock when it closed. And they were actually a decent team. All they had to do was put up like six goals, I think, against, this juicy Warhawks team, which wasn't far fetched, and then they didn't show up. So the Juicy Warhawks won five nothing, ended up making the top four. We ended up making what well, we were fifth place. Because yeah, I think that's what you're against. saying. You finished
0: fifth. One like, got, yeah,
2: sucks. yeah. I mean, it was brutal. It was just it, you know, we won four now, oh, which is great, but it just felt like mm. unfinished business.
0: Yeah, we t- kind of talked before we started recording. You said you kind of had to throw these, uh, throw the, uh, the uniforms together and stuff, uh, last minute because you got told late, obviously, with some teams dropping, but. How much time and thought, like what, what, what went into the process of thinking of the Snow Monkey's name, the, the sick-ass colors, the, the logos, all that stuff? Was that like a team name you have guys had for a while or was that kind of quickly thrown together too?
2: Uh, yeah, that was kind of quickly thrown together. Um, like I said, my parents had that house at Breck. So I have spent a lot of time in Colorado. My brother was in Denver. Um, and I'm always, every time I go out, I tell myself I'm going to go to the hot springs because they look sick. And it's like, you know, the snow, the springs. And I always thought of like the Snow Monkey's. So Mm -hmm. I still have never been to a hot spring, still looking forward to that. Um, And so, you know, we were thinking of names, you know, like I said, the dangleberries came up, all this shit came up um, and no one wanted to make a decision. I was like, fuck it, let's be the snow monkeys. And then I started putting together, you know, logos and colors. I threw this mint shirt and my dad's like, well, you know, I kind of want to wear this shirt again uh so do we have to go with mint i was like dude they're sick just don't worry about it you'll probably wear it all the time um and now they everyone loves it and like yeah. we got a shit ton of compliments at the uh the tournament people wanted to buy them so actually like i said i told you this before but i run a print company up here and um i just put together a quick merch shop i've ever just started sho- shoving people oh in so you got them so for sale got a couple things up there oh yeah yeah oh, i'm, I'm the not the jerseys with hoodie. the sleeves yet right I'm but the yeah we got, shirt got a, or a couple yet. on that are pretty sick but um yeah so they're pretty gnarly and we're hoping to you know we i think we're trying to sign up for one in minneapolis i think it's the uh Labatt blue one um so i don't know if we're, we'll probably go with the hoodies just because they worked real well or yeah. um, i know a couple of guys at black biscuit that might be able to hook up some, some jerseys. so yeah they noticed. just take a little longer and we'll, we'll have, have to the, we'll have to throw together in. a
0: chirping team too, man. Meet up at a come meet up at a tournament or something. So you just mentioned, yeah, you yeah. want to do the little bat one, but what's what's I mean the snow monkeys, they gotta become their their franchise now. Yeah, I mean the records
1: the guys, in the bio. The records in the, the bio, records man. in the bio, yeah, so it's that's a what I'm saying. franchise.
0: Yeah. So what's for the future? Yeah. I mean, is there a certain yeah, we're ones are are there, there certain ones, Ryan, you said Lebat. there's a ton of them. You try, try to keep doing this maybe like two or three a year or certain tournaments you have in mind. And those the, the Barstool ones happened last year. You, the Lebat ones are there. and any, any one that sticks out that you guys like really want to get to?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, we definitely want to do the one in Silverthorne, the Paps one, um, yearly. It's pretty easy for us. we got a place to stay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we definitely want to do the one in Minnesota. Uh, I think it's a, USA, it's a U.S. pond hockey championship, with Lebat Blue. Um, I got a bunch of family lives up there, so that's another easy place to go. And then um, the one I was talking about in Canada, I think it's in Plaster Rock. Uh, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's an awesome tournament. Um, done it a couple times with buddies, not with Snow Monkeys, but, you know, it's a pretty skilled team. Like, they got yeah. some Czech, and that's the that's the league where they got the six-inch nets and guys are goaltending. There was a guy from Czech who had – I think he was – he had a – they must have been, like, 15 – like, size skates dude just fucking put his heels together and just go back and forth he's like what the fuck how are you gonna how are you gonna get behind this guy just purposely um, wearing yeah, skates. yeah exactly you know, and that's four the ice and four ring one off the fucking ankle there <laughs> yeah that's all i gotta do is give a couple of the shins a little <laughs> soft spot but um you know there's four and on four ones there's three on three and that's the thing with pond hockey it's a completely different game so you can go out there and yeah. you know in five on five and open ice you know these guys might be shit but they get on the ice and you know on the pond and it's a different game so if they know how to play the game you know they'll, they'll take you down so it's it's pretty interesting how you know that different aspect of it can really shake up some guys and I mean we got some good guys like you know Kyle played at Lake Superior um Zach my brother played at Georgia Tech I played at UMBC here uh nice. my dad you know he played Minnesota but you know that was back in the day so it's a little different little different game for him
1: love it love it. you got anything else Bob no man, I think uh, you just keep us in the loop. We'll uh, have to we'll have to get out to a tournament, like I said. I've I've done yeah. one. I know Billman hasn't, but uh, they're a hell of a time, especially when the the world opens back up. Man, it'll be a, it'll be a good one.
2: Yeah, dude, we love to see you guys out there, man. With hopefully it's it's you know the COVID's all over and we can you know party in those tents. Yeah, man. What's the Instagram? We got to get those uh, hoodies flying.
0: Yeah, tell the yeah, people so where it's... to find you and where they can buy these hoodies. Yeah,
2: whatnot. so we're we're only on Instagram. It's at Snow Hockey. Um, and the link to the merch is in the bio. Uh, so we got some pretty, you know, six shirts. You know, different colorways. So take a look. And you know, if you got, we got some hats too that we're going to be putting on there soon. Um, just message us if you guys want to get one early. There, you you go, know, there it is.
1: More clothes that I'm buying, and I'm not going anywhere to wear them. But I'll be <laughs> wearing snow monkeys. More clothes shirt, to wear man. around
0: the house. But there it is, guys. Matt Berry, captain of the snow monkeys. Man, we appreciate you coming on, telling the story of the weekend. All right, thanks again to Matt Barry for hopping on from the Snow Monkeys. I mean, also talking to him, all that good stuff. So let's get into some junior hockey now. We're not going to touch on Team Maryland in EHL. We got Evan Donnelly. We're going to end the episode with him. Uh, he talks about the team, his career, playing at Spalding, but he gives a lot of good info on the team itself. Arkampenko is how you pronounce the name, so I'm on the ball on that now. So let's let's do some Team Maryland.
1: Our Black Bears. Got to get things figured out with the Black Bears. They played uh, main back-to-back games last week. Game one, they lost two to one, I believe. Um, they only put up 20 shots that game, 21 shots that game. Um, got a goal in the second, but uh, Johnstown scored in the first, led the scoring in the second. Aiden Bruich only goal for uh, Black Bears that night. Go in, play game two, pretty much same result, three to one. They only get 45 shots on goal on the weekend.
0: Hey, hey, hey. and it.
1: That's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> and, it, and it's Johnstown
0: again this weekend, which is like fuck
1: again. Yeah, I mean, two goals in two games isn't going to win you much. So they got to figure out the scoring. I don't. I feel like that has been an issue for them. So I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you said, kind of slacking a bit there, kind of dropping a bit. But it's it's just rough stretch. It's all right. That's all right. Big bounce back weekend. I mean, obviously back on home ice. Hopefully they figure out the goal scoring, and the Black Bears can get back to to running. Yeah, we need to what mountain? Let's get a mountain bump here, maybe. Let's go mountain bump there. All right, now let's finish it with the USPHL before we kick it to Evan Donnelly to take us out on today's episode. So in the Premier Division first, Hampton by weekend by weekish kind of. We did have a game Wednesday, uh, just a couple days ago, as Potomac would take on the Hampton Whalers. Five nothing win for the Whalers. Uh, kind of you'll have to see it. I mean, three goal first period. Roland Barnes gets on the board. Matt Gould gets on the board. Kyle Watson gets on the board, uh, and then you had no Noah. Nolan, Cavanaugh, and Aiden Coop uh, in the second and third, respectively. But uh, again, with the, when these teams play each other, a lot of penalty minutes, a lot of penalty minutes, and I feel like we've been hammering the same nail with these USPHL local teams. Potomac go for four in the power play this game. Hampton Road one for six, and it's just like, come on, guys, somebody's got to figure your fucking power play out at some point, right?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you would think by the time that we get to playoffs, maybe, but um, the, the penalties just seem to be racking up, racking up, racking up, so they're getting plenty of practice, so I don't yeah. understand. Maybe they're – I mean, they're also getting plenty of practice, killing penalties. Maybe that's the issue. These guys for are just sure, for sure. killing penalties the whole freaking yeah. game. They're they are used to it by now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's five rip there. They Potomac yeah. did lose, I think, three to uh, Carolina earlier
0: – or Charlotte earlier mm-hmm. that week as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I do want to shout out real quick, Dylan DeLari, the goalie for Potomac. He let up five goals, but on 65 shots. Dude, this kid has
1: been just getting peppered. He's been saving a shit ton of them, but he's been yeah. getting peppered. I mean,
0: sixty-five shots. I if, if I finally let up five goals and fifty-five shots, sixty-five shots, I'd be I'd be pumped.
1: So he's got a nine-two-four.
0: <laughs> I mean, good for him. Yeah, good for him.
1: Uh, he's got a nine-two-four while having a four-zero-seven goal against. Like, he's clearly doing his job. Bingo.
0: And then Hampton this weekend coming up. They've got the Charlotte Rush. Potomac, you said they just lost some games. Obviously, they've been losing some games. Tough one here. Um, but this coming weekend, they've got the Richmond Generals. So, actually, they play tonight versus Richmond at Prince William Ice Center and then not again until Tuesday. So, a little two-day break there between the – actually, they got them three three games in a row. Oh, Richmond's going to be rested. They're coming off a bye week. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to expect it goes Prince William, Skate Nation, Prince William, so two at home for the P-Pats. You never know. Get one of those home games. Why not? We love you, RC. Yeah. But go, uh, go get they're one. Gratz. Sprinkling,
1: they're sprinkling wins in here and there, so they'll they'll catch someone sleeping.
0: Go get one, Grats. So let's kick it over to the elite division now, and then, like we said, we'll finish it here with Devin Donnelly, Bobcat. We had a game between Potomac and Hampton Roads. This uh, one was a little yeah. tighter, but a little
1: bit tighter. Um, Potomac did have a couple, another three game stand against Charlotte for the elite division. Uh, they did lose all of those, and then the streak continued. They did lose, um, unfortunately, four to one. Was it four, to yeah, one? four to so one? Yeah, four to one Wednesday bit night. Um, goals for Shane Ziegler. He had two. Jason Bach, Jaden Lamel, and Eric Gibney. Um, shot I
0: mean, differential again.
1: Shots on goal: forty seven for Hampton, fourteen for Potomac. So I mean, the goalies <laughs> are getting their money's worth, but holy hell, boys! 43 yeah. saves on 47 shots for jacob sanders so shout out jake what were
0: the power play numbers in that game i didn't see him when i was just looking um
1: let's see oh for three for potomac one for four for hampton so i mean we did have one we had one special team goal
0: killing me guys do i need to come on somebody's power play here i mean
1: i just want to run the five on three i don't care four <laughs> on, five on four i got a five on three play we can, we can draw something
0: play. up love it so tonight uh same thing potomac versus richmond but uh, but that's the only one of this this kind of schedule here is because Richmond and then is Saturday going to take on the Carolina Junior Hurricanes twice before coming back and finishing that um, two game schedule. I'm assuming these are some makeup games because looking at Richmond, they go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. And that's a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, the schedule also showed them playing uh, Potomac, playing Charlotte twice in one day. So who the hell knows what's yeah. going on? Um, but yeah, Potomac, they've got. Richmond, did you say that? Am I repeating that right back to you? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, you're yep. Good. yep. So we got, Potomac, but it's like, it's like, three,
0: the, the, it's like, it looks like the, the schedule was kind of set because the, 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 the premier teams are doing that three game series, but these might be makeup games. And because that second Potomac Richmond game got pushed back to Sunday,
1: yeah, or the third, well, I should say. Well, on the flip side, Hampton Roads had themselves a weekend, they what split against Carolina and then took a game against Potomac. They were 3-2 against the Hurricanes, 4-3 loss, and then 4-1 uh, win for the Pat's. So um, what are the standings looking like for the elite here? Richmond's still sitting in first after the bye week. Yep, they, they still are. They have a 10-point lead. I forgot that Hampton was uh, in fourth place in the elite. So Charlotte's in first. Richmond's got 63 points. Junior Canes, 53. Uh, Whalers, 45. And Pat's 11 points.
0: Bingo. There it is. USPHL roundup. Bob, what you got on the docket this weekend? Is it a test today? Dude, just got a test. It, it
1: got snowed out. Canceled.
0: Oh, so you're chilling. So you, so the test you thought was last Friday, Now you now have three weeks to study for. Yeah. You so, will
1: have a combined three weeks to study. Yeah, there's really no excuses at this point. Um, but, man, what about uh, – no one, I'm surprised. No one's really blowing my phone up with this Carson Wentz news. I was thoughts. just about to
0: say it because I saw you wearing the Eagles hoodie and that was on my agenda to ask you about tonight, so – I mean, I'm not the Eagles fan here. I think it's I, I, I think it's kind of funny. I think uh, I, I wish some... would have came, I wish we would have got him. To be honest, it's one guy I mentioned that I would have liked in DC as a quarterback next year.
1: Yeah, I um, my projections are that the Colts are in a Super Bowl game within three years, and I do think the Eagles will also be taking a quarterback in the first round, and I'm not going to be happy about either.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, you don't think they're going to ride the Jalen Hurts train? um I think they will, but I still think that they're going to take a quarterback. I think they're that dumb. oh man. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, because like I said, I, I wouldn't hate if I wouldn't have hated him here in DC. Really wouldn't yeah, have. I mean, on the revenge tour, we would, we would have never lost to the Eagles again because he would have been pissed nope. off playing each time. Nope. Could you imagine no. that
1: him and Scary Terry? I mean, uh who knows? Who knows if Wentz will be be who he was? But I think he's going to be fine in Indy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think we'll be too. Anything on the docket this weekend? I think I'm chilling
1: well now probably just chilling dude let's uh let's get some chill. i told you i'm feeling good yeah let's do it fired up um ben ben's all upset that i was talking trash to him last time so i'm gonna call him out back-to-back episodes and see if he listens but this time Uh, we won't tell him we called him out at the end of the episode absolutely not so ben little this is a public call out back to back weeks show up dude if you play him in a
0: series what do you think you do best of seven Oh man. Best of seven. Well, so are we going to, I probably depends. beat him in five. I think I beat him in five.
1: I mean, I think, I think I might take a full seven games to beat him, but I'm going to beat him. Yeah. He's going to lose
0: regardless. So I guess we'll see. We'll get the tournament going I here. bet you Ben's a big L one guy. Just poke, check, poke, check, poke, check, poke, check, poke, check. poke check. He takes like six sticking pe- or tripping penalties. And he gets like five, um, five back doors on you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. No cycle, no nothing. Well, cool. There it is, guys. Episode ninety-one. We're wrapping it up here with Devin Donnelly. Have a hell of a weekend. Go win your games and happy playoffs tonight. Massive night, massive night here.
1: Yeah, let's get chirping. Let's talk some trash. We'll get a update our our, our uh, brackets here and
0: yeah, talk some shit to us here. We'll do a we'll do a blog on them. Uh, we'll get it out next week. Well, yeah, uh, we made our picks here, so we'll we'll take these picks and then we'll continue it for next week.
3: Bart down. Down. What
0: a shot. All right, we now welcome on an awesome guest. He is currently a forward for the Team Maryland team in the EHL there. Former Spalding Cavalier, Evan Donnelly. What's going on, man? How you doing?
3: Good, how are you? Thanks for having me on today.
0: Good, man. Appreciate you coming on. So we'll kind of start at the beginning. When was the first time you got into hockey here in the area? What was the first club you played for, the first rink, all that good stuff?
3: Uh, so growing up, my dad being from Toronto, he kind of had a draw to hockey, obviously. And I, uh, I started out playing learned to play at Piney with the old Piney Orchard Pirates.
0: Oh, that's a throwback there. Holy hell.
3: So, so, and then uh, it actually started, I was, I was really young and I wanted to start playing games, but they didn't want me to start playing games. And then I went over to Howard and they said, sure, he can play up a year. Why not? <laughs> and then they just went off from there. I never left Howard.
1: So growing up, uh, I mean, are you from Odenton? Are you from the Anne Arundel County? You went to Spalding. Um, what was, what was the, transition to high school like so like a little bit more about you in that time frame
3: so i grew up in hanover which is about 15 minutes from piney my dad coached lacrosse at spaulding when i was the youngster so i always had a draw there my sisters went there and then it was ended up being between calvert hall and Spalding when i was picking high school and it got to a point where i was really drawn to calvert hall and then i sat mm-hmm. down one day to think and my mom said okay you can go to calvert hall but it's 45 minutes over a bridge through a toll if you want to go to Calvert hall, you'll go to there. You'll go there, go to practice, come home. And that's it. We won't drive. You can't drive you back for football or anything like that. So, then I said, okay, well, do I want to have a high school experience or do I want to do that? And then ended up turning point was watch the MA, MIAA championship game, Spalding one. And I was like, okay, that's it. Going to
0: Spalding. <laughs> go there to it a game is. and see it. What was it about Calvert hall that drew you there so much?
3: Just the hockey program, just seeing how much excellence they had uh, in my time before that, and then just seeing how they treated their program. It seemed like it was a good fit, but ultimately, super glad I picked Spalding.
1: So while you were playing at Spalding, you were also playing at, were you playing at Team Maryland at the time?
3: So I actually only ever played two games for Team Maryland U18, okay. and that was last year. They were they had a bunch of injuries right around Christmas break, and we were on break, so they asked all the uh, the 2001 birth years, who wants to stay and play games? and live in 15 minutes, I was like, sure, I can play two games, why not? So I actually played for Howard my entire youth yeah. hockey career up until going to juniors.
0: Right. Well, heck, your, your, your last season in Howard, that U18 year, you guys went to Nationals and everything, correct? You guys had a hell of a season.
3: No, so that was my – unfortunately, I went to Nationals three years, three years in a row, my two years of Bannum, right. and then my first year, 18, when I played up. But unfortunately, then after that,
1: you went to Nationals three years in a row.
0: I know. Only uh, three years. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it was one of your eighteen years, but I didn't know it was that you you jumped up here again. Love it.
3: The uh, the unfortunate part was the last two years we couldn't get it done. Lost to my high school coach Rob Tran two years in a row, and all my buddies on that team. So
0: yeah, over at uh, Tri City, correct?
1: Yep. After uh, high school and playing for Howard, what was the transition to junior like? You know, you said your dad is a big hockey guy, um, being from up north, but did you always want to play juniors or was it more of a not sure what you're doing for school? Or are you taking classes now? What What's the, the post youth uh experience looking like for you?
3: So growing up, I didn't really know what juniors was. I knew it was there, but actually I, if you look back at my email, my previous emails when I was 14, 15 years old, I have emails of me emailing like Oswego state, like D three powerhouses mm-hmm. thinking they'd take a double a kid. And then I just didn't realize it. And then, the Huskies ended up hiring Mike Donnellan, who played pro and played in college, and he kind of opened my eyes to the junior path and what it had to take to get to D3. So I uh, I took a visit up to the Islanders Hockey Club when I was 15, and pretty much fell in love. I was there for two days, practice both days, and then watched a game. And then I went up there my last year, at 18s for tryouts, and they said, Hey, we don't have a spot for you on the second team, which is the premier, but we'll put you on our elite team. And me being a big competitor, I said, "Like, can I come back at the end of the year for a tryout? I want to be on the premier team." And they said, "Sure, go ahead." And then, in the meantime, I went to Team Maryland EHL tryouts, made it from there, and I said, "Look, I can live at home and play junior hockey with an NA team in the same building. What, what more do you want?" So that's where I chose Team Maryland. And then I took one class last year. I'm definitely going to take another one coming up this spring. But uh, just focusing on hockey right now, we have a tough stretch coming down the pipe. So that's my main focus. Yeah,
1: tell us about the season. Um, I know that first place seems, you know, pretty far out of reach, but what's the what's the rest of the year looking like for you guys?
3: So unfortunately we had our two games this week, uh Thursday, Friday canceled with the snow and all that. But uh we have two two pretty huge games next week against Philly and New Jersey again. But this mm-hmm. this season's been up and down. We've had a lot of we didn't have a lot of turnover from last year. We ended up just keeping seven guys on the roster. Yeah. Which seems seems like a lot but then you look at some other teams that had 10 11 guys come back so it was it was pretty brand new we have a very old team we have 18 2000s on our roster this year so that's 18 guys looking to go to school in two months or three months so uh we're we're a very veteran group and we're going through a rough patch right now but we're uh, we're turning things around, starting with good practices and just keeping the positivity up in the room. There's no reason to get down ourselves right. with playoffs right around the corner.
4: Yeah, so. For sure,
0: I mean, you guys have just been battling for that second seed all year. It seems like I mean, you have you and Philly have uh, a good ten point, eleven point cushion on Pro Tech. But, and but uh, I mean, obviously, those New Jersey bastards up there, we say it all the time, we, we don't like them that much because look at them, they're just wheeling around there. But you guys gave them an L. Um, but, yeah, so has it pretty much felt like that to you guys, just you and Philly kind of battling for second there and then trying to get to the playoffs and just see where it takes you?
3: Uh, definitely. I mean, we we obviously want to beat the 87s as much as possible. We, we've given them 2 4 losses, which is always nice.
4: But yeah. any anytime
3: we, anytime we see Philly or Jersey on the schedule, it kind of opens our eyes. And, but in the league, especially in the South Division, like anybody could be anybody. If you look at it, the only 87 regulation loss was to Applecore, who was in last place going into last week, who we've also lost to three or four times. So you can't really look over anybody. You can't pinpoint one team that, oh, that's going to be, our, that's going to be the floor on our side because you never really know, which is why our, uh, our coach keeps preaching that second seed is so important to get that buy in the playoffs because you never know what team is going to show up for us. And you never know what, she, what team's going to show up for anybody else come playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and to look at the New Jersey team, um, like you said, you you guys have given them two of their four losses on the year. So you got to think at the, if if you guys do get to the end of the road, you're going to have to beat them again. Uh, is that uh, something you guys are worried about, or is it just playing the games that are ahead of you and, and seeing how it goes from there? Like, Are you worried about Philly, you guys neck and neck, or what, what's the locker room feeling like right now?
3: I think we uh we know we know we can play with anybody in the league and we know we're one of the best teams in the EHL. It's just all depends on who shows up and what team wants to outwork the other one. So uh, as long as we come to the ring with the same drive that we had that Friday when we beat the eighty-seven, that's uh, that's all we need. We can we know we can make a run for the final four and possibly even win it.
1: Who are who are some guys in the locker room that we should uh keep our, our, our eyes out, ears out for and uh, maybe have on the show. Like who are the who's the DJ? Who's the prankster? Like what's your role in the locker room?
3: Uh I think so so one guy in particular, Rory Gresham, he's he's an absolute stud on our back end. He's already got some NA games this year. He got a bunch of practices. So he's an absolute stud. His commitment's going real soon too. And then uh Dennis Arkipenko from Ukraine is captain, jokester, DJ, everything. Everything you can ask for in a leader. And that's just I, feel Wait, he, I, I gotta has, i gotta
0: jump in say the last name again because we butcher it every time we're reading the stats off on here uh archipenko archipenko okay. uh so, i feel like that's uh, one bob and we just keep fucking it up
3: <laughs> you keep uh, fucking it up well oh, yeah played in the uh he actually played in the world juniors last year division two i want to say and they got uh they got bronze medal in their home country so he's got some good stories about that
0: We'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. Yeah. I I mean, Arkin Panko having a great season. I mean, you got 21 points yourself, Bobby, Bobby gear up there. I mean, are you guys, what is it like for you? I mean, you've had, I mean, you, you've been hot lately. You've had some, some points and all, but, um, are you guys mixing mix matching lines a lot, or have you found, at this point in the season now, have you found that chemistry and you're pretty much riding with your same guys every game?
3: So, uh, we, uh, we had a, we had a bit of a mix up in lines last game, but, for the most part, I've been sticking with Bobby and Dennis, which is something that really works. And it works for, for us as a line because we, we have high expectations of ourselves. Yeah. So we were, I was texting with Bobby the other day after our two losses last week, and I said, like, look, like, we didn't have any points or any goals or the line, but we just have that expectation with ourselves that we want three, four goals a game, and it's not always going to come. So we, we can have games where we don't score, but we have that secondary scoring in our lineup where it just works. I kind of want to take it back a bit here, go back to high school
0: and we'll start with this. Uh, talk about Rob Trenton a bit. Talk about the coach, the type of coach he is on and off the ice and kind of what he meant to your development.
3: He's a, he's a coach that you know what he wants directly from him. He's not going to be there on the bush with what he wants out of you and what you need to do, but he also knows when to back off. And if he can see that, you know what you're messing up with, and you know how to fix it, he'll let you go. And he's not going to scream and yell at you constantly to tell you how to fix something. So he, he I worked well with him just because he knew what I needed. And he also knew like what it took for me as playing club and high school where I needed some rest or where I where I couldn't push it a thousand miles an hour in practice where he was OK with it. But then he also knew when I needed to turn it on and just the trust that he had in me that I knew what I was doing. And he let me he kind of let me go with the leadership aspect and didn't really say much because we had such a good leadership group that we could we could rally the troops whenever we needed it and all that.
0: And and you guys did turn it on. I mean, looking at your senior season there at Spalding, obviously you guys finished sixth place. We all know only the top eight make it in the MAPHL, but you guys are going to run there. I want to start with this first game because I think I remember watching it on Live Barn. You're you're the sixth seed. You're at number three, Georgetown Prep. And I believe you're down three to nothing. And then that's where you guys come back three in the third and then win it four, three in overtime in the quarterfinals.
3: Exactly. So uh, well, I like game game was nuts. Back. If Go I can ahead. take it back to the week before, a couple weeks before that, uh, to start the run, we we beat Gonzaga at Piney on a Friday afternoon for the yeah. first time, and I think it was 10, 11 years that a Swallowing's ever uh-huh. beat Gonzaga. So, we and Colin Berkey, like 45 saves that game, was just amazing.
4: Oh, yeah. So then,
3: so the matches started, and then we went on the road to St. Paul's, got a buy in the MiAA, mm-hmm. and then it it started rolling. We, uh, we won the MiAA that year, and then as seniors we were like okay if we end on that it's fine like whatever it's all good and then we go into in the prep game um i'm sitting next to owen Mang in the locker in between periods who i played with for the past 10 11 years and i looked at him and i said dude this is it like we're done like this this is our run it's over and then we come out in the third and score three cam o'neill just unreal player i love that kid i still talk to him this day and he uh, he kind of took on his back, and he knew what he had to do. And we just we just started rolling, and it was probably the most fun week of my life.
0: There it is, and then obviously you get to the semifinals. There to two nothing shutout for St Albans, and then you get to that. Championship game that elusive MAPHL championship game. Obviously, things didn't go you guys' way. You you ran into that same Gonzaga team, and you know that Gonzaga team over that. I mean, they're still a, such a obviously a very good team, but that was during their run. They're such a wagon. Um, I, talk about the experience of just playing in that game because the Garden's ice house there during those games is bananas. Uh, but yeah, just talk about the emotions and what it was like playing in that game.
3: Just just even the game before the the A conference, you could you could just feel the energy in the entire building. And, uh, as yep. we started getting, that was, dressed, that was,
0: walked... that was us beating Gonzaga.
3: Thank <laughs> you. St. Mary's Riken shout out, but yeah, go ahead. We said, so, uh, as, as we, as we walk out, as we're starting to get dressed, you know, got our pants on, we walk out and people start filing in and you can, you can just feel it. You, you see your friends from math yep. five who who you, you try to tell them to come to the game and you just, all your friends are there. And then we even, there was a bunch of us on the lacrosse team. We went to our, uh, our lacrosse game and said, Hey, like, we know you have tryouts, but can you end them 30 minutes early to get the guys here? And he said, yeah. sure. Like, that's how big it was for Love our school, that. just the first time we've ever been there. So it was just the whole school rallying around you. And even after the loss, like you still got people texting like, oh, great job, like great job this. And it was just amazing to see the support. And then as uh, me and Rob always say, we say, if we play it one more time in that game, it's our game. They were just so experienced with the crowd and the yeah. energy and all that, that if we got one more game against them in that same yep. scenario, I think we got it.
0: Yeah, I mean Spalding hadn't been there, and I don't know how many years. It's the first time any of you have ever been there, and you're just so juiced getting out to that game and seeing all the shit going out in the arena, and it's crazy.
1: So, uh, tell me, Evan, is it always been number sixteen, or, or why number sixteen uh, for for Team Maryland?
3: All right, so that's that's another story. So uh, we, it's been, it was thirty my entire life because I started as a goalie with Howard. I was a goalie until Pee Wee. And then I jumped out to the skater and I just kept my number. So I wanted 30 in high school, but uh, it was between jerseys. So right before we went to Under Armour, it was my last year as a, fresh, as a freshman. So they didn't have 30. So I had to go with 29 and then that stuck all through high school. So then when I got to uh, team Maryland, our coach said, wait, what number do you want? And I picked 29, but then two days before the first game, he's going through the jerseys and he says, Hey, like, uh we don't have 29 anymore there's number six 16 and something else and i said all right i'll take 16 and it just stuck so
1: so if you had to uh model yourself or your game after uh someone in the nhl or someone that you look to and can try and you know take notes like who who does your game translate to
3: uh I think if I had to pick somebody to model, it'd be Austin Matthews. He's got the rocket of a shot, just the absolute bomb, even wrist shots, one-timers, slap shots, everything. And then he knows when to turn the physicality on in the corners, and he has just that size that he can just take advantage of anybody he wants in the corners.
1: So your dad being from up north, are you a Leaf fan or are you a Caps fan?
3: I am a Leafs fan.
0: Okay, okay. All right, I mean, well,
3: nice talking to you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love it.
0: So I just have like one or two more questions. I kind of want to keep keep it on the MAPHL here. I mean, what what was uh, the one team that you think you hated the most playing against?
3: Dematha, hands down.
0: Dematha, straight up biggest yeah. rival
3: you think? Uh, uh, Biggest rival. I don't know. I think MSJ runs that one just because okay. it's a historic, but
4: team right. I hated
3: playing against just Dematha because it was the only time we got to play him was hockey, maybe one or two times in the cross, but hockey was the one every year you knew it was coming and just, Bowie, Huskies rivalries, Team Maryland, Little Cats, rivalries—it just—it just went up and down. Anybody you talked to knew knew everybody on the other team, so it just—it just fueled the fire.
0: Love it, love it. Got anything else, Bob? Um,
1: any weird superstitions or anything that you do before games that helps you focus?
3: Um, not nothing like too out of the ordinary. Obviously, taping the sticks and all that, but it's been hard to get in the groove because we've had to drive up to Ice World to for our home games this year. So there hasn't really been anything that like sticks out as, Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that just because it changes every day.
1: You don't have, so, to, you right. don't have to crush like uh, a Jimmy John sub every game day.
3: No, no. <laughs> C- couldn't do that in this league. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it.
1: Well, right Can on. I, man, no, I was going to say right on, man. Love we're we're going to keep, keep pumping you guys. Uh, what's, what's coming up next week here for, for you guys.
3: Oh, we have a game Thursday and Friday up in Philly and then Jersey on uh, Friday. And then a uh, playoff start right around the corner. So it's it's, it's going to be a tough stretch a for eight us. 8 so points there it.
1: in those Philly games. There exactly.
0: Bingo. So we'll be we'll be watching. We appreciate you coming on, Evan. Uh, great hearing your story. Great talking to you. And best of luck to you guys over at Team Maryland this year. And let's make a playoff push and beat these 87 bastards. You know what I mean?
3: Thank you. I really T- appreciate tired it. of them. <laughs> All right, buddy. Exactly. Have a good one. You too.
4: Yeah, I be stuck.